Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. going to be super expensive on the other hand i think another guy who potentially fits for them is xander bogarts uh because he's proven in a big market uh he has a guy who's a you know he's a as you know terrific professional hitter he could hold down the position for one year he could then move to another spot as volpe as peraza graduated to the major they've been veering toward the last few years more contact you know guy who can put the ball in play Terrific leadership, great clubhouse guy. So I, I think those two guys are probably the best fits because they look at Carlos Correa. He's more of a pure shortstop. I think the Twins are going to pay big money to try to keep him. Dansby Swanson, again, more of a pure shortstop. I think the versatility of Bogarts and Turner make them more attractive for the Yankees. And I think that uh, you know Bogarts, because he's going to be less expensive than Turner, it wouldn't shock me if they don't sign Judge. I think he becomes their number one target. Wow. The second hour, late night, WEEI with KJ, 617-779-7937. The text line, 37937. That's Buster only on the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast with Rob Bradford saying, look, Xander Bogarts would be target number one in the Bronx if Aaron Judge leaves. And there's just a part of me that thinks like, his heart's in San Francisco, Aaron Judges, and he might just go and they give him a bunch of money and still have room to go get other superstars. And there's a theory I have what the Yankees might be up to. But Xander Bogarts is in a situation where you heard different reports. Peter Gammon retweeted uh, other reporters and sparkled it out there that, look, Xander Bogarts is allegedly done talking to the Red Sox. And then his agent, Scott Boris, said that this is not absolutely true. Look, I, I minored in psychology where I know how I hear words and hear between them. So here's what each line means. Done with the team, quote-unquote, equals Red Sox. Yesterday's price isn't today's price. And still in talks with the team means Red Sox, have you up the price yet? Because that's what's going on here. Yeah, let me give you the exact tweet from uh, Peter Gammons. He says, quote, as ever, fact but while one doubts Bogarts would switch positions in the past three days, front office folks from three teams, three teams, claim they've been told that he has severed ties with Boston and won't be going back. Whether that's negotiating, leverage, talk, or reality, there's no confirmation. Watch this, kids. Sit around and get ready for story time because 
when Trevor Story signed with the Red Sox, Trevor Story got a 35% increase from his arbitrational deal with Colorado. So, if Xander's due the same 35% increase from his $20 million salary, then Xander should get no less than $27 million per year. Both Xander and Trevor are 30. So, the real game of chicken narrative for the fan base is, do the Red Sox value Trevor Story more than Xander Bogarts? So if you're Xander Bogarts, you could be looking at five years, $135 million, which would be one year less and $5 million less than what the Sox gave Trevor Story. Who missed 42% of this year's games? Okay. I swear I think I probably should be an agent or something like this. You know, I get that 1%. I could then turn around and maybe buy two stations. I'm kidding. Maybe not. So if you keep Trevor's story at second, then he has an AAV, an annual average value, as high as Jose Otuve. Trevor's story's Jose Otuve? Making him the third highest paid second baseman at no. And look, don't be, I, I'd never bought the Carlos Correa bit. He gam- To me, he gambled and he whiffed. I would not touch him out on the free agent market because he scored more runs last year in Minnesota than he did. He, he scored more runs more last year in Minnesota than he did in his last year in Houston, but he had 10 less doubles, 4 less homers, 28 fewer RBIs, 14 less walks, 5 more Ks, slugging percentage down 2%, and a, the Geeks' favorite, watch it, His war was down two games. So Correa is not going to be the one who really sets the market. Correa is just going to be looking for his deal. Xander offers a lot more intangibles. You just heard Buster only say. How would the Red Sox fan base and probably the Red Sox organization feel like, hey, wow, Xander just pretty much took all that clubhouse magic pixel dust to our hated rival in the Bronx. And now suddenly they're solidified dugout, clubhouse, at the player level. Yeah. I mentioned that Xander had a better war than Correa. (laughs) 5.8 to 5.5. Trevor Story's war. I like to call it that more than a war. Roar. 2.5 last year. Geeks eat that. So when you think that it's a joke to pay Xander $25 million, I don't think you understand how the market works. Let's taste the, look, look at the price of milk, right? Like when I was a little kid, milk was like a dollar. And the American population was like $225 million, somewhere in there, right? Well, now, well, just a year, a couple ago, right before the pandemic, milk was $3.30. And the U.S. population was like $330 million. A cost increase of milk of 322% and a population increase of 68%. Sandra Bogarts is the milk, folks. And as long as a shortstop is key and does the clubhouse body good, you're going to pay more than just the average. So if you're hanging on to say, well, you know, Xander didn't hit as many home runs last year. Yeah, Xander probably kept a mutiny from, from happening from the players going up to upper management, like go right past Cora, <laughs> straight to upper management, Heimblum. 
So, okay, you're like, okay, oh, KJ, well, I don't drink milk, you know, too much of it when you get adult. Okay, video games. Let's say you bought an Atari 2600. You remember that game? You, you ever see an Atari 2600 before, Joe? It's like the first home video game system, right? It would have cost you about 200 bucks, $800 in today's, in today's world. Its technology included 128 kilobytes of RAM <laughs> and four kilobytes of ROM. Put that in perspective, a three-minute MP3 song is at least three megabytes. You couldn't save an MP3 on an Atari game system. But that's what Hein Bloom's been doing, trying to shove, shove modern pay rates into old thinking. And it's kind of seeped in. You, you really believe that Xander Bogarts is not worth more than $25 million a year? Just show me where you can find milk for a dollar three. Or a video game system that won't blow up as soon as I, you know, power it on or put a USB stick in it. Get the money thing out of your head. Some things you cannot put a price on. I think two years ago, I did an analysis. I said, if a guy who was worth a million dollars made a, a bet at Vegas, okay, and Michael Jordan made that same bet, if Michael Jordan put down... Uh, if you try to put down $10,000 bet and you make a million a year, for Michael Jordan, it would be $63. <laughs> it's different. Xander is different. So if you traded Xander at the deadline, which I don't think would have been a bad move, the conversation could be about what was acquired in return, but now the hands are tied. And now you know whose name is about to come out of my mouth. Full stop. Heim Bloom. See, your backup plan to Xander played less than his backup at second. <laughs> Think about that. Xander's backup plan at shortstop played less games at second than his own backup. Two. The leader of your clubhouse at the player level might walk for nothing in return. That's going on all over America. Good leadership just walking out the building. But at the baseball level, like, let me just kind of even put it in a, like a, a micro perspective. Imagine having a clubhouse that is not cohesive and has no last names on the back of the jerseys. You not only not only do you not recognize the team, but you don't recognize the team. And three, a top-line starting pitcher has not walked through the door yet. Isn't this what all the problems have been? Weren't some of us in the fan base saying that if you had to get rid of Xander, knowing that he was going to sign for a lot more than you were willing to pay, say someone wants to give him $30 million. Once you start getting into $30 million and you got a 30-year-old, I start to go, eh. Shorten the years? You want to be here for a couple of years? We'll, we'll take you for two years if you want 30. 27, I'll give you five. But you would be talking about maybe some good starting pitching coming back, how they'll be able to start make, making their way in the rotation. What does the rotation look like? But none of that happened. So, Joe, you were here the night before Thanksgiving when I worked for Mutt. I was, yes. And towards the end of the show, for those who stayed that long or for those who had clocked in just at that time, 
I gave out my annual Jive Turkey Awards. M.A. Adoka got one. Uh, who else? Matt Patricia, he got one. Joe Judge. Bill Belichick, though, he wasn't called by name. We just said Mac Jones' boss. Um, and Heinblum. But here's the thing with Heinblum. His Jive Turkey received a stay of execution because of all the persecution the fan base laid on him this summer. I said, you know what? Maybe I wait until December 4th when the winter meetings start to really ramp up to determine if this Jive Turkey lives or dies. And right now, we might be pulling that turkey out the, pulling out the cage early. (laughs) <laughs> get back in. You got a couple of days. December starts in. December starts tomorrow, so we got four days. And look, if the Xander fiasco gets bumbled, how would one think it would ultimately go with Raphael Devers? Here's more Buster only on the Raphael Devers situation. So when you're talking about signing an elite free agent, guess what? If you sign a Raphael Devers, it's going to hurt. Yeah, because uh, his value seems to be going up, you know, day by day by day. I had this conversation with a, you know, a, a front office person recently, and we agreed that the guy right now has got more leverage than any other player in baseball is Aaron Judge because of the year that he had, because of the situation the Yankees are in, you know, the fans clamoring, and we also both agreed that the player with the second most amount of leverage in baseball right now is Raphael Devers. Four hundred million. I said it a year ago. I don't even know if you were working here at the time, Joe. And they were saying, oh, they're, they're $100 million off. People were like, oh, well, they must be offering one fifty, and Rafi wants two fifty. I said, no, he looked at Carlos Rondon's number at 35 AAV. <laughs> Hello? I want that Rondon bone. 40 mil a year. And at the time, I did kind of joke like, watch out, because guess what? There is no number 11 issued with the Yankees. And if Aaron Judge walks, oh, it may not be Xander thereafter. It could be their future third baseman for the rest of their lives. They're in Yankeeville. And how would that feel? I wonder if it would be like worse than like other Red Sox leaving, like Damon or Ellsbury or those oh, guys. Oh, it would be worse than that because Damon was raised in the Royals organization. So Damon hurt because Damon did so much to relieve the curse with the the home run in that game where they came, where they won the fourth game in a row, so forth. So, you know, Damon has that personal feeling, but he wasn't personally grown. Raphael Devers is personally grown. Xander Bogarts is personally grown. I don't see both of them with the Yankees, but you just never know. That Xander may be the smoke screen they're talking about, and it's Devers they're really after. And you don't think the Yankees wouldn't give him 10 years, $400 million? At the age of 20? Look, think about it. When Giancarlo Stanton signed his deal, and people were like, that's absolutely crazy. The dude, like, like doesn't even stand in the box straight. And he gets. Do you know the last year of his deal, he gets $29 million, Which in pretty much today's terms is normal. But it'll be at the end of the conference. Oh, oh, that was fast. I think I think everyone looked at more of like the years because I think it was like thirteen years and like four hundred million or something like that. They didn't look at the AAV as you like to talk about, right? But with Raphael Devers, 
And if I'm his agent, I'm not, and I can't profess to know that I know anything of the negotiations. 400 mil, 10 years. I might even tickle, tickle around and say, okay, I'll give you 11 or 12 years. Puts him at 37 years old at the end of that contract. Very favorable probably to trade off at that time if you want to let go or, oh, even better, stay in the American League. We just moved to a DH. See, this is what the fan base has been talking about. I joked at first when things started to kind of go awry with this team is that you can't expect to pay Tampa prices for a stake in the seaport. It just, they don't match. I'm not saying that there aren't places in Tampa where you can get a very hearty steak for an advanced price. I'm just saying, like, you're going to get just pretty much a basic steak in the seaport for an incredible price. And I don't mean incredible like, wow, what a bargain. Like, damn, this Massachusetts tax is no joke. But so are the Red Sox. They're no damn joke. They are one of the pillars of the damn sport of baseball. And this tinkering and tiddlywinks going on, there should be no reason why the heart of this team has to be in some type of conversations of like, well, according to some people over here, he's done talking with them. And the agent says, no, that's not the case at all. And Chris Sale fell off of his bike. I'm just saying, when, when is the finale of this com- when is the finale of this comedy? Because if there's no bang at the winter meetings, like, do you realize how sexy Zach Greinke would have been as a fourth starter on this team this year? I guess $9 million was too rich. <laughs> like, my goodness. My goodness, the retreads, all that stuff. The fan base is sick of it. And I think now the talk, because now it, there's a high chance that Xander walks and you get nothing in return. And meanwhile, Rafi Devers may get picked for his $40 million a year by the Yankees. December 4th can't get here fast enough. Bring that turkey out again, Joe. <laughs> yeah, hi. That thing's getting primed for Christmas dinner. KJ Late Night, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 7937. We still have Celtics to talk about, impressive win tonight, more Patriots as well. And don't miss out because I've got special, quote, Boston-themed movies that the Royals can watch while they're here in the bean. But right now it's time to hang out with Joe Braverman with Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Final injury report has been released before the Patriots and the Bills square off at Gillette tomorrow night. Damian Harris and Isaiah Wynn have been ruled out for the Pats. Six players are listed as questionable. David Andrews, Yanni Kajus, Marcus Jones, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, and Jabril Peppers. On the other side for Buffalo, offensive tackle Deion Dawkins is out, as well as linebacker Vaughn Miller. Everyone else for the Bills were full practices today, full participants at practice today. The Celtics have won five straight games after winning their first of two consecutive home games against the Miami Heat. They take away the victory 134-128. Jason Tatum had a royal performance in front of the Royals. 49 points, 11 rebounds, 28 of those points came in the first half. Tatum 
is the youngest player in NBA history with 900 points. Miami also had three players with 20-plus points. Game two between the Celtics and the Heat at the Garden will be at Friday. That'll be a 7.30 tip. Other Celtics news, Robert Williams is still out, but videos showed on social media that Time Lore was scrimmaging at morning shoot-around today, which means, KJ, that return is getting closer and closer for Robert Williams. The Bruins are off until Saturday night when they welcome the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche to the Garden and try to make it 14 straight wins at home to start the season, which is already an NHL record. The Rose Bowl officially confirmed the 12-team playoff in college football. That will begin in 2024. And chaos at the World Cup earlier today. Despite Argentina beating Poland 2-0 and Mexico beating Saudi Arabia today 2-1, Mexico is gone. They have been eliminated from the World Cup via goal differential. This is the first time. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. It's the first time since when? First time since 1990 that Mexico has not made it to the knockout stage in the World Cup. Well, since Mexico's on their way home, I'm wondering if members of another team that have been eliminated might try and sneak themselves on the plane to stay alive. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't say who it is out loud, Joe. Just <laughs> go to break, Joe. Go to break. <laughs> I'm just going to say that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original WEI. We'll be please, right back. Can I get on? Please, can I get on? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date to detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. They let it play out, and Tatum finishes with 49. 96 points out of Tatum, Brown, and Brogdon on the bench. We're going to take a quick... Late night, W-E-E-I. KJ, thanks so much for hanging out. Coming up in two minutes, we're talking about the Patriots' big game on Thursday Night Football with the Bills. We'll hear from Belichick and more. Plus, an interesting story regarding Tom Brady potentially coming back. That's it. That's coming in in two minutes. But tonight, man, Celtics continue the fire at TD Garden. 11-1 and one at home. Like, they're, they're ruining it for them and the Bruins. No, I'm totally kidding. But look, 134-121. Tatum with 49 points. And what was crazy was... It didn't feel like it was a labored 49 points. It seemed like you turn around. You know when you eat potato chips, you're like, oh, wow, I've, I've eaten almost half a bag so far. Yeah, it was like it was just that easy for Tatum. And let's just call it what it is. He's the MVP of the league. I don't care what kind of resurgence Kevin Durant may have. 
Luka Doncic is really a one-man robot there in Dallas. Steph Curry, clearly is a, it's more of the team thing. He's not so much the greatest piece of the team. He just makes the pieces of the team greater. Maybe that's an argument for an MVP, but we've seen that movie. And I think the way the NBA is set up is it's always looking for the next narrative, right? Giannis got a movie last year, was MVP, and yeah, nobody watched. Well, no, actually, he lost the MVP to Jokic twice. So, you know, I think this is Jason Tatum's time, young, leading a team that's had a change in its in its coaching, and I believe in, in a kind of a crazy way, and I, I do worry about it a little bit down the road, is as, as M.A., who was more of the defensive-minded coach trying to keep scores lower, you know, keeping teams to under 27 points a quarter, now the Celtics are like, we're just going to beat you the way we want to beat you. Um, I mean, look, the threes are fun to watch, but, you know, shooting nearly 50% every night from three is not realistic long-term. So early in the season, this is fun, but I think the great teams are going to be the ones that can morph their identity as the season goes along so that when it comes for game planning, there is one thing that you can defend, but there's another thing that you have to defend, right? So down down the road, especially when Time Lord comes back, you can say, okay, Celtics like to shoot threes. They're top in the league. They take the, I think, second most three point shots. They make the most shots, second most shots. They lead the league in points. They want to shoot from the perimeter. But when you get Time Lord in there, now you might incorporate some of the pick and roll. Maybe this is where Marcus Smart might start getting over that 10 assist threshold, just the kind of the rolling to the back, at, back at, uh, to the bucket. So now you would find yourself having to defend the paint while knowing that they still want to shoot from the perimeter. So which which one do you do? Do you leave Robert Williams down there in the paint by himself to clean up all the misses? That's not smart. Or do you just rush down to the paint to make sure that you get them, you know, get them to one and done, but there's more rooms to kick out to the open man to get the clear shot from the outside. The team is playing with a lot of fun and a lot of energy and a lot of cohesion. Um, I think one of the biggest pieces is that Mark is smart. It's not taking a ton of shots. Had nine rebounds. Think about it. Uh, assist. Marcus Smart had more assists than he took shots. Would you have said that any time in the past last year? It's crazy to think that he's top 10 in the league in assists uh, per game. And I think that's his mission, especially winning Defensive Player of the Year last year. Like I think Marcus Smart realized that the league recognizes what he provides as a talent, and just as I was saying, now what else can you do really well? I think he's saying, how do I make myself one of these top assist people because if there was one conversation about the team moving forward was, hey, you need to get a real serviceable point guard in there who can determine, you know, who can distribute the ball better. And Marcus Smart said, well, why can't I be that guy? And it, it, it looks good on him. Three of seven from the field, two for three from three, two for two from the free throw line, nine assists, 10 points. You do that, that's just absolute, that's absolutely mind-bending. So like 10 points, nine assists, he's already responsible for at least 28 points, five rebounds. So if he's got five rebounds, he's taken away 10 more points. So now we're like at 38 points. So look, those are little small pieces that that's how you end up with 13-point victories. And of course, Malcolm Brogdon, seven for 10, five for seven from three, perfect from the free throw line, six rebounds, 21 points off the bench. Eh, if there's something that kind of kind of like red light, red alert, red alert, would be... Uh, Jalen Brown's turnovers that were a problem, obviously, in the NBA playoffs and in the finals. It's kind of reared its head a little bit. 
you know, six turnovers in a game is quite a bit. It was more than anybody had for the Heat. And Bam Adebayo had five, and he's a center. So you would say, okay, I would expect Bam Adebayo to probably fumble the ball a couple times, get stripped. You know, things things happen when a big man handles the ball. But one of your primary ball handlers has six turnovers in a game. You know, points off turnovers, I, out of 17, I don't think there was too many of them. So that's not going to happen every night, but when you have teams, and you don't want to look too far ahead, but when you're dealing with teams like an improved Brooklyn, um, an improved Philadelphia, as they start to get their bearings back together, I think they will. Milwaukee, um, who will give up turnovers. Milwaukee will give up turnovers because Giannis will turn the ball over. But when you turn the ball over to them and it's fast break and Giannis and you get it to Giannis anywhere within half court, <laughs> you just go ahead and chalk the two up on the board. So that's where a concern of mine would be with the Celtics winning easily 134-121 over the Heat without um, Jimmy Butler tonight in front of the Royals, who I was impressed, Joe, they stayed the whole game. Yeah, they didn't walk out until the final seconds. I just knew when they came back from half and you saw the whole front row cleared out, I was just like, and there's the royal privilege, right? Like, how much do those seats cost? And just the whole row of people get up. But they came back and watched, and I know Kate Middleton probably was in some couple deep sweats there. Like, so little time. I'm sorry. What can I do? I'm totally kidding, but you don't want to miss some of the movies that the Royals can check out that have Boston themes to them. That's coming at 11.45. Patriots, big game tomorrow night with the Bills. Bills, they they seem a little bit leaky. And here's Belichick on how positive he is about the offense getting better in time for tomorrow night. How optimistic are you that, I guess, better results are ahead with what you guys are doing behind the scenes? Just work on it every week. It's a good thing when you can score from further out. We had a couple of those. so We can skip it. It's always a good thing, but yeah, let's keep working on it every week. Yeah, I wonder how the tight end play will come in um, for the Patriots tomorrow. I would love to see some tight end play. You know, Hunter Henry's been integrated back in. At one point, we're like, oh, yeah, he's on the team. Now it's like, okay, this is the weapon that you went to get for Mac Jones, and now it's being implemented in. I don't know what... I you know sometimes when you you know buy a house you don't have to tear out everything but it feels like compared to what the Patriots were doing offensively last year compared to this year it feels like they had to strip all the way down to the studs and may, maybe maybe that was some of the growing pains that we were seeing as the fans and not fully understanding you know so I, I guess really what comes down to tomorrow night with the Bills is will Josh. Allen make himself mistake prone in a game where he knows probably in the back of his mind this is the only team, the Patriots, that have given him the most losses in his career for. He doesn't have a winning record against the Patriots. He's won two straight. He wants to make sure that, you know, two in a row, that's really good. Three makes it, this is in your favor. So a lot has to happen. It's possible but it'd be interesting to see. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. KJ Late Night here on WEI. Thanks for hanging out. Let's go to Phil in New Bedford, who thinks there's no chance the Patriots beat the Bills tomorrow night. Why not? Why not, Phil? All right. We can feel back later. I think there there is kind of a small chance that it can happen. Um, 
And the reason why I said it is because of the offense that you did see against the Vikings. Granted, they were 31st against the pass defense. I think 30th in, uh, 30th in yards allowed in passing, and you did see some of that from the Vikings. But the Bills, I, I think when they know they want to beat a team so bad or underestimate a team, which I think they did with the Dolphins, they find themselves in fights that they don't expect to find them in. And so just looking through what Josh Allen likes to do, he likes to be in a second down situation where he can go for the deep ball. I think like 500 of his yards thrown this year, which is like about one-fifth, have come on second and 10 or more. So he's looking for the deep play almost as if if you think you have the Bills figured out on first down and they throw a lot on first down, and if it doesn't happen now, it's second and 10. I think there comes the angst of Josh Allen saying, I need to get this first down here, and I don't want to have to depend on third down to try and get the first down because he's going to want to run. I think he has 60 or 70 more yards running with the football on the road than he does at home where you would think he would take off and run more. Here's Dan Orlovsky from ESPN on Gresham Keefe saying, look, could the Patriots actually hold Josh Allen down? Here he is. Can this defense keep Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to 20 points, to 17 points, and win this football game? I don't think so. You know, not with Buffalo having a little bit more time coming off of you know Thanksgiving. They have a full week instead of a, a traditional. So does New England. But, you know, they have a full week of preparation instead of that shortened Thursday time frame. You know, Gabe's the, the big playmaker everyone knows in New England. But I, I'd say this. There's two things that I think Feels are the key for New England defensively. Three things. I think Buffalo, and I've said this all year, and they, they kind of dip their toe in it too often, is that they should use a fullback more. Um, he really changes their offense, both in their under-center run game and then their under-center play-action game. So New England's going to have to handle their fullback. Yeah, that's Dan Orlovsky on Maloney, Fourier, and Mego. Saying, no, holding Josh Allen under three touchdowns, 21 points isn't going to happen. But, again, if you can make Josh Allen uncomfortable, discombobulated a little bit, because you've seen it more this year, and maybe there's a feeling that, hey, the Bills just see the Patriots as another team that they can just whip upon. They beat them two straight. They haven't punted in a game against us in two straight games. Maybe the confidence is flying a little high. You'd want kind of the Icarus getting too close to the sun situation where, ta-da, guess who's guess who's falling in the AFC East again? 617-779-7937. All right, let's go to Phil. Phil is back and thinks there's a chance for the Bills to be upset by the Patriots. Phil, why do you think that? Here we go, buddy. In the last year and a half, right? Okay. We've always known Bill to be a good second-half adjustment guy and his special teams combined. If they can't connect that together tomorrow and the rest of the season, I don't think they're going to win tomorrow and be competitive for the rest of the season, KJ. So do you think this is – because, you know, Bill likes to take the ball second-half, as you mentioned, defer the kickoff. But you know but that the, the overall they... whole thing, all the adjustments he makes offensively and defensively. So would you not kind of surprise the Bills by taking the ball first and putting the onus on the offense to say, hey, you did it last week on the opening drive against the Vikings. Do it again or at least put three points on the board. And now you start getting 
Josh Allen into a feeling of like, okay. Okay, so that would be the chess game you mentioned about 45 minutes ago. Kind of alter the board a little bit, right? Well, thank you for listening 45 minutes ago. I appreciate it. But it, most people only listen and to hey, 15 what, minutes Can you time. play the jingle? Uh, uh, no, I, didn't, I don't have it tonight. I, Last I totally night forgot. you said you were going to try. I did say I was going to bring it, but I had to change it. And Joe, tell the truth. Did I have not a change of producers like mid-afternoon today? Yes, there was a change. There was a change. So okay, to, I'll want... listen again next time, brother. Have okay. a good and safe night. Yeah, Be you well. too, Phil. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Phil, I, I, here's where I think, like, if Bill says we're going to take the ball, and let's say the Patriots go down and score three points, okay, that's fine, because now I think somewhere in Josh Allen's mind, he says, if the game ended right now, we would lose. 3 nothing, And if you could get him into that forced thinking, then there you will have him in a situation where he may want to do more things that aren't called for throw the balls in areas where it isn't there feeling like he's got to make the game seven three right away and the best way he's going to probably do that is try and go in the air quickly where giving him the ball right away and let's say he marches downfield and they score seven well then now josh allen feels like he can do this all day and has seen this movie before so while i'm not saying hey decide to take the kick just to throw off Josh Allen. You don't want to give one that much power. But maybe that's also a vote of confidence in your offense saying, okay, we know you can do this. Do it again. Here's your chance to do it again. And if they put three, if the Patriots put three points on the board on that first drive, you don't think that defense is going to be coming, coming out there flying around? Because the idea would be as soon as you got the ball, you moved it down the field, you scored. That's going to be so key for the Patriots, and it's good that you saw it last week against the Vikings because now there's a chance to see it this week against the, uh, against the Bills. But if Bill defers and the Bills come down the field and score seven, well, now you start to ask yourself, okay, you, you're really down to one running back potentially. Damian Harris, how nicked up is he? He's been missing practice. You want to kind of start with the running game. You don't want to get right into the passing game. You go three and out. Now Josh Allen may feel like, okay, they can't score. Let's go ahead and do this and have a shorter field potentially. So before I go to break, I've got to mention something interesting that Matt Light said regarding Brady and Belichick. Can you play that, Joe? Jeff Howe, writing in The Athletic, appears to be making the case for Tom and Bill reuniting and and is suggesting that it is a real possibility. In your mind... Does Tom Brady ever come back here and finish his career here? Listen, I wouldn't put anything past him. I mean, the guy wants to win, and he knows how to do it with a guy like Belichick, right? I think he's seen, you know, the differences now. I mean, he he only played for Bill, and then he goes down to Tampa, and he's had a couple head coaches down there now. And, he, you know, he could conceivably come back and want to be with a proven winner. That would not shock me at all. How do I play this? I'll give it one minute. I'll give the story one minute. You wouldn't necessarily have to lean on Patricia and Judge to oversee the quarterback situation. You would have Brady running the offense. And if you ask me, would I take that over what you have right now? Oh, my God, yes. The other part of that is Mac Jones is coming up on a third-year option. And if that third-year option isn't picked up, then I think everybody knows what the future is. 
And if it means Brady is here, someone wants to make a deal for Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi is Brady's backup, then maybe, maybe it's a way to get to the quarterback that the coaching staff wants to get to. I, I, I look, I, if there's any truth to that or two ounces of it, because again, a recently divorced guy is trying to find his way in the world a little bit. And you might say, you know what? Eh, I'll go back to what's comfortable, what I know, hang out with the friends that I know, be on the team that I, that's always known me kind of a, you know, you can always come home kind of like the prodigal son decided to go off and wanted to see the world. And when he came home, they threw him a feast. And when he came home, he said, I thought the world was going to look better when I left. Next, some Boston quote movies. The Royals may be interested in watching while they're here. It's late night with KJ here on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you so much for hanging out, listening on the Odyssey app. Whether you're here for 10 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours, I appreciate you. The calls as well. 617-779-7937. We're one minute away from Prince William and Kate's Boston-themed movies while they're here. These can only be watched in hotels. Um, Let's go to Paul Westfield. Paul, uh, got a minute. What's going on, man? How are you? Thanks for the call. I'm awesome. Well, KJ, as your late-night brother and the sports pope, before I get to the two best teams in Boston sports, I have to ask you, my friend, um, you said uh, Scooter Braun, stay away from Taylor Swift, who I literally am negotiating, selling four songs to, and you said, oh, stay away from her. And four days later, she had top ten, all ten hits. The musical and marketing genius you wanted me to stay away from? What you talking about, KJ? Is all right, 30, missing? 30 seconds. Make a good poll. <laughs> uh, when you have a team like we have now in Boston and hockey, yeah. enjoy every minute of it. I heard a lot of talk about today bringing back Tom, which sounds good on paper, but as a pipe dream, you don't take your quarterback that's performing well under hazardous conditions, pull him out of his prime spot and throw him in the dirt because Tom will be here maybe for a year. And this is the funniest part. This is something you would say. Giselle was by his side all those years of a record amount of wins and a performance that will never be repeated. And suddenly it's her fault and her now that she's out of the picture for all that success we had. Why are some people so angry towards Giselle? I just don't get it. She was great and by his side. They have a great family and a beautiful memory together. She's a supermodel. Supermodels 
mostly have other supermodel friends because other people are like, she makes me so sick. She's so good looking. Paul, thank you for the call. We have to give the royal family their proper due. All right. Hit it, Joseph. We announce the arrival of Prince William and Kate to Boston. And some Boston-themed movies they can rent during their hotel stay. Movie number one, keep the music going, Bunker Hill 2, Sully's Revenge. Set in 1775, the Sullivan brothers come back to take their vengeance and their hood back from those bastards in the red jackets. Warning, violence, and dock side kickbacks. Movie two, there's no orange tea in the UK. The leader of Bostonia takes members of the Monarchs on a train that begins to catch fire and passengers have to jump off into the Mystic River. But old dirty bastard from the Wu-Tang Clan goes from villain, who's about to take everybody's money, but don't you worry, dirty, becomes the hero and proves that the Wu's coming through for the children and the royal guests. Couple of movies you'd watch so far, Joe, you think? Yeah, definitely I'd give that. I'd at least look at the preview first. Don't look at the preview because movie number three is Say Rotary. A British foreign exchange student is listening to a song called Roundabout by a British group called Yes in her car. She's driving into a rotary at Hammond Street, becomes dazed and confused. She's just trying to get to the rotaries to make it a BFD Parkway. How do I get to Denham? She keeps getting spun around because her passenger keeps saying roundabout, thus causing the horror that won't stop. Just say rotary. The horror movie ends. It's like watching a Keanu Reeves movie that may cause motion sickness or saying Candyman three times. Combat Zone for Christmas. No, not Comeback Home, but Combat Zone for Christmas, where a kid gets into his grandfather's old stash of mags. He goes to see a genie-looking Santa from Stoughton at the Braintree Mall, and the kid has one wish for Santa, to bring back the Combat Zone. Little does the boy know that Santa... Once worked at a bouncer at Grandpa's favorite spot and still owns the little seedy tucked away spot off Washington Street. He bought back in 1981. Warning, Merry Christmas is spelled with a big A in this one. I'm sorry. Get it, Mary has a big A. Sorry. Money in Trinidad, a.k.a. Mitt. It's a catch-me-if-you-can thriller where a geeky kid in Cambridge discovers a way to rob people of their money through computer. The catch is, when the money is gone, it's barely reported. The mystery of where the money is is solved by a Trinidadian who notices his bank account suddenly has $10 billion in it. Warning, mysterious plane crash ending. You'll love this one on the North Shore. Bunghole Drunk Love. A pair of truck drivers en route to Maine get tired and rent a hotel in Peabody. They stop by a liquor store, return to their room, get drunk, and tell stories. When they wake up the next day, they have to decide if they continue on to Maine or go back to bungholes. And finally, Roxbury. Oh, two, one, one, nine. It'll make you scream 911, 911, backwards twice. Oh, Kate might have to watch this one while William is asleep and with the headphones on. And that, folks, are the Prince William and Kate Boston movies they could rent during their hotel stay in a place that kicked your family's ass a long time ago. All right, there you go. You would think I have writers on the show, wouldn't you? Can you believe I wrote all that?
myself. Like Joe's like, that's ab- either that was a very that either that was a great bit or absolutely horrible. I like the one there's no orange tea in the UK. Get it? Orange tea in the UK. Orange yeah, tea. yeah. A lot a lot of play on words there for that one. <laughs> you know what? I would definitely chuck check out Bunker Hill 2 Sully's Revenge, right? Because I mean, you take over that spot, you're taking away dock jobs, your neighborhoods. That's not cool. They don't play that in Charlestown. Say Rotary, that was kind of bad, wasn't that? Say Rotary, like say Rotary three times, just like Candyman. I mean, I get it, though, because I take VFW Parkway to get here. So right. I totally get rotaries, it. You could go, right, but you have to go through three Rotaries, but she keeps saying roundabout. And so because she keeps saying roundabout, she gets dazed and confused because it's not a roundabout. It's a Rotary. It even says Rotary right there. I'm sorry. Oh, and there's roundabout playing right there. What do you know? Roundabout, Rotary, Rotary. You, you dare me to say it a third time? Should I say it? What would happen? You think a monster comes out? <laughs> I'm sorry. My favorite is bunghole drunk love, right? Come on. That's good. No, that's really good. I like that one. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, like, I don't know. I'd wake up the next morning and go back to bungholes. I, I mean, look, if, if the price is right, right? All right. Thank you so much for hanging out late night. W-E-E-I at W-E-E-I on Twitter at KJ Carson. Thank you so much. At KJ Carson IG on Instagram. Talk to you again next Tuesday. Go Patriots! Cover the spread! Have a good Wednesday night. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.